This is Harry Thomason, and welcome to The Story You Never Heard. Produced, edited, and scored with original music by our friend Benji Gaither in Nashville. On this podcast, we'll tell you stories about your world, your country, your people, and things that happened long ago and not so long ago. Stories you've probably never heard until now. Here's tonight's tale. A sergeant named Stubby. In 1917, Private Robert J. Conroy was undergoing military training on the fields of Yale University, getting ready to head overseas to fight in World War I. One afternoon, as he left the field, he noticed a little dog with a short tail, apparently astray, wandering around. The dog followed him, and he had to shoo him away. The next day, the little dog with the short tail was still there, and he continued to follow Conroy around. At the end of the day, the dog tried to follow him home again, and Conroy tried to shoo him away. But the dog was so sweet that he took him to his barracks and named him Stubby. The dog slept press against Conroy's side all night. Pets were not allowed, but he was different and proved so good for the soldier's morale that officers looked the other way, and Stubby got to stay close to the man he had adopted. The soldiers began to train the clever young Stubby. He soon delighted everyone by learning how to salute with his paw, and he became familiar with bugle calls and marching drills and showed up on time for every training event. Soon, the unit's time to move to Europe and the Harbor War arrived, and everyone was grieved about leaving Stubby behind. Now, Conroy decided Stubby had earned a shot, and when time came to board the ship, Stubby was wrapped in Conroy's overcoat and very quiet. Conroy boarded the ship and put Stubby in a coal bin until the ship was out at sea. Once they were at sea, he got him from the coal bin and the others in his 102nd Infantry Unit were ecstatic to see their old buddy Stubby. Then it went bad. The commanding officer discovered the dog and was not happy and called for Conroy and Stubby to appear in his quarters. Now Stubby, perhaps realizing he was in a little trouble, stopped and saluted the officer when he entered the angry man's office. The angry tone immediately dissipated into laughter, and Stubby was allowed to stay on. It was one of the best decisions the 102nd Infantry, 26th Yankee Division, would ever make. When they landed in Europe, Stubby, now officially named the unit's mascot, was granted orders that allowed him to go to the front lines with the rest of the troops when it came time for battle. The 102nd reached the front lines in France on February the 5th, 1918. They were immediately under constant fire. Stubby became used to gunshots and explosions that were now part of his everyday life. In only a few days, Stubby sustained his first injury, inhaling toxic gas, landing him in the hospital, where he was treated alongside his two-legged comrades. He made a full recovery, but the encounter with the deadly gas left Stubby sensitive to the smell. This came in very useful during a later German attack. It happened in the morning while most of the soldiers were asleep. Stubby smelled the boiling gas. He started barking and running around and roused most of the soldiers before they inhaled too much, saving many lives. It wasn't just his nose that helped the soldiers out. His ears did, too. Stubby was able to move between the trenches of the opposing armies and find wounded soldiers. He also was trained to know the difference between English and German speakers and would bark at the location of a wounded English-speaking soldier until paramedics arrived to take care of him. Stubby was also trained to whine when he heard incoming artillery shells, alerting his fellow soldiers before their human ears could pick up the sound. In one incident, Stubby even captured a German spy. The man was mapping out the Allied defenses and saw a cute little dog and called him out in German. Stubby, 
instantly charged the man attacking him, keeping him terrified until the Allied soldiers came and took the German-speaking spy away. Stubby was promoted to the rank of sergeant for capturing the spy, becoming the first dog to ever achieve such a rank in the United States Army. And one other thing, he now surpassed his owner's rank, who had recently been promoted to corporal. In April 1918, as the 102nd Infantry joined an attack on the German-held town of Sacre, France, they fell under a storm of grenade attacks. Stubby, who took part in the attack, received shrapnel wounds to his leg and chest. After he'd had his wounds treated, he was transported to a Red Cross recovery hospital where he proceeded to walk around the hospital visiting wounded soldiers and boosting morale wherever he went. Later that summer, Stubby was back in action for the recapture of Chateau Terre. Afterward, grateful women of the town made him a blanket, one he could wear as a uniform, complete with allied flags, a military wound stripe, chevrons denoting his military service, and a variety of medals. All in all, Stubby served in 17 battles during the war. He had served faithfully, saving many lives and earning over a dozen medals for his remarkable deeds. But at the end of the war, he had to be smuggled back home. Dogs still weren't allowed on the troop ships, but when he landed on American soil, the word was out, and he was an instant celebrity. He was even awarded a medal by General John J. Pershing. Sergeant Stubby led U.S. troops at a pass from view parade and would go on to lead many other parades. He loved to hear brass bands play and seemed to think all the bands were playing for him. He visited with President Woodrow Wilson and later made two other visits to the White House where he got to meet Presidents Warren Harding and Calvin Coolidge. In later years, Sergeant Stubby followed his lower-ranked friend, Corporal Conroy, to Georgetown University, where Conroy studied law. Stubby, of course, became a mascot for the Hoyas. He would parade with a band at halftime and interact with fans, becoming one of the first halftime football shows. He even made appearances at several vaudeville shows. The Magnificent Warrior finally passed away in 1926 with his favorite corporal, now esteemed attorney, Robert J. Conroy, at his side. Today, Stubby's taxidermied remains reside at the Smithsonian Institute National Museum of American History Armed Forces Collection in Washington, D.C. He has been honored numerous times over the years. Stubby even has a brick in the Wall of Honor World War I monument in Kansas City. He was featured in a children's book, and they recently made a movie about his life. He remains the grandfather of war dogs and one of the nation's most esteemed heroes. Sergeant Stubby, may you rest in peace. Well, that's our story you never heard for tonight, and we hope you will join us next week for another new story. Oh, and by the way, please ask your friends to listen to our free podcast. They'll like it too. Well, have a good night. To help us continue to produce new and engaging stories, please consider supporting us. Go to our website at www.thestoryyouneverheard.com to find out more. This show is executive produced by Douglas Jackson, and our technical consultant and website administrator is John Balderson. Thank you for listening. Have a good night, everyone.